Hi guys, thanks for tuning in for another podcast by the Kingston Richmond Youth Council. Today we'll be talking about Authentic Masculine, from the home to the classroom and everything in between. Following the success of our sexual harassment survey for girls, we worked in partnership with professionals from the Safer Kingston Partnership and Community Safety Service for Richmond and developed this podcast in response to the Boys and Young Male Sexual Harassment Survey. The survey aimed to give boys and young males the opportunity to share their views and feelings around sexual harassment. We've had over 300 participants, aged 11 to 19, from 22 local schools all across Kingston and Richmond. We've had really diverse participation in terms of gender identity and ethnicity, which is exactly what we hoped for. One of the key themes to come out of the survey was society's culture and perception of what it is to be a male. We thought it would be super interesting to delve deeper into this and use this podcast to explore masculinity further. We've got some great young men and some older here with us today to help us look into this, as well as the head of Kingston Richmond Service. Without further ado, we welcome you to our podcast for masculinity. So, Ed's first question we're going to ask um, well, you guys is um well what what in your opinion what is masculinity and what does it mean to you so i think what it means to be masculine is basically what they interpret being a male as and what they think it means and what the concept of the male is i think masculinity is just the quality and the behavior just a man so for me um what i think masculinity is to embrace responsibility and to be a responsible person and have integrity within you. But one of the things I found interesting during the survey was that one of the boys said that boys aren't taught about what it means to be a man. Most boys in my area aren't taught about how masculinity doesn't mean aggression and dominance, but kindness, strength, and compassion. They just believe people like Andrew Tate on the internet without understanding what is really being said. So this person, Andrew Tate, has been really being issued on the internet for manipulating young males to be like an alpha male and to follow his steps to be like a real man. And what do you think about that, Praneet? So that's is it, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's a very like, you know, there's a lot of places to sort of get into that question. I just think that this is, um, I think firstly, it's good to sort of address so the base of what the alpha male, like sort of, I wouldn't say stereotype comes from, it comes from an erroneous study that has been since retracted from scientific journals about how will wolves, not even human, but how wolves interact in packs and how in a pack, there is one wolf that sort of sets the decisions that, you know, gets all the, um, gets all the mates and has the most space in, of course, even in wolves, it's been found that it's not that simple. So. Uh, how would it be for humans? It's of course much more deeper than that. But um, people like Andrew Tate, of course, and other people in this is uh, there's a thing called a manosphere, like this online sphere of masculinity where they sort of promote these ideas that don't tend to be grounded in the reality we live in. They tend to be grounded in this ideal um, sort of place where men are have really clear-cut defined roles and women have really clear-cut defined roles and that's very important to address here too it's just in the way i see it is i think that it is a symptom of the fact that nowadays masculinity isn't as defined as it used to be 100 years ago 
your idea of masculinity came from religion mostly and how the Bible would talk about men and if you lived in the in Western culture. So now as many more people are saying they're not religious or they don't really adhere to the text, it is becoming a bit of a question in the Western world, what is it to be a man? And of course, with the fluidity that comes with the modern age, people are trying to find answers to this question. People like Andrew Tate utilize this young male, or like the young male who doesn't know what's actually happening and to like, they can't understand what's happening and want an answer. He utilizes him and sells a product to him, right? And that's what's really upsetting about this and about Andrew Tate. So to answer your question very briefly about, you know, Andrew Tate exploits the young man's desire to know oneself in order to sell, make him money. And with my definition of, of masculinity, um, my mind would come from what um, I believe would be a, would make a good father, you know, someone. So from a caring kind of perspective, someone who looks after you, protects you, educates you, um, but everything that a mother could be too. So I come from a single parent household. Um, my mum had to play both roles. So, um, so yeah, so everything that a man could be, a woman could be in this thing, unless you, I mean, there will be certain, there'll be certain things that men and women can't do, obviously, where physically, cool. but you know, for, for me, it's, it's so, it's so fluid that I don't think you could define it. I don't know what any of the other guys think. I definitely agree. I think to be honest, um, masculinity is, um, really vague topic and it's really hard to define because I have my own definition of what is to be a masculine. Mm -hmm or on being masculine or the masculinity term by myself. Let's say, for example, my dad was also raised alone. He's my parent. Um, the grandparents were always away and he had to survive by himself. And I think what he defines as a, as a masculine person is to be very rough and tough. Also, I think to be able to take a responsibility of the family by himself. And I think it's really interesting because it really sometimes clashes with my opinion of what is to be an masculine person. So I think that's an interesting point. So I feel like masculinity is like, there's obviously two different definitions of it. One in like the outer worlds where people think that you have to be strong and defined muscular, classic men things, which people portray in the media, but Obviously, you have your masculine version, which other people have been speaking about, which is their own definitions of homely or like being more with your family. But also, masculine is like a term pushed onto men, a stereotype which men feel like they have to conform to, as if they're not that, what are they to people? And if people may think that being homely is wrong because oh that's a woman's job that's not for me i have to go out and work be the breadwinner of the family but and people look down on me otherwise because i am not what i'm meant to be but you should really follow what you are what you want to be not be affected by what other people think of you being yeah. true to yourself. Yeah. Well, you picked up on the idea um, that there is like toxic masculinity that that does exist. So the next question is going to be based around that. Before I go into that, I did want to put out a trigger warning. We are delving a little deeper into um, masculinity, so there might be some conversations that listeners find a little bit more uh, difficult or confronting. 
Um, so I just, before, just for the next question. So we hear the phrase toxic masculinity and it used throughout society. What does that mean to you guys? Did talk about Andrew Tate and things like that. What characteristics do you believe make up toxic masculinity and how is it a stereotype that has impacted your life? Does anyone want to go first? Yeah. So, I mean, the phrase toxic masculinity um, gets thrown around a lot. And I do think that, I mean, yeah, yes, people like Andrew Tate and there are other people where I don't want to wish to name, send people off on like a little spree, but there are other people that who promote and their idea of masculinity, but as we've just discussed, there are many different ideas of masculinity. So one might ask, how can you, how can you say what's toxic and what's just your opinion? See, I think the difference comes in the way that you ask people to follow that brand of masculinity. One, you can't ask other people to follow your idea, but two, if you preach the idea and you say that this is how it's meant to be. And if it makes it so that they are forcing themselves, like the males are forcing themselves to do things that they otherwise would not have, I do think you can start to introduce the idea of toxic masculinity. And this is all very vague, so let me give an example. Now, I could tell you one of the things he really promotes, and I think we have discussed here, is that be the sole breadwinner. But we don't live in a society where that is sometimes possible. I mean, there are jobs are equal to both women and men, and men might not always be the breadwinner, but Andrew Tate and his and people like him say that men must be the sole breadwinner, else you must look another woman where you can be the breadwinner. And see, this sort of sort of I think we sort of delve into it's like they sort of start deeming males as superior in some way or some aspects, and that it veers off into toxic masculinity. So yeah, that's what I think a very broad discussion of toxic masculinity. Um, does anyone else want to add on to this? You? So, Andrew Tate, I know that one of the main ways that he creates like a brand of himself is he mainly gets his ideas across to younger male audiences, which are much more likely to be manipulated by his, his views as they look up to him. Because he's, he's talking like a strong and competent leader. And I think that just makes them want to believe someone as they know that how their way works. Well, according to agitate, his way works. And because of that, he creates like a brand where being toxic is deemed okay. And people follow that and like there's no real way out of it. Because you created this brand of yourself, which you can't really, yeah. It's something like you're forced to stick to. Otherwise, you just change yourself completely and it's really hard to do that. So it just forces younger males into a box of being who they are looked up to be. Um, it's under the definition of what we, what we look at. It's toxic masculinity, and obviously we've done that one before. Um, but toxic masculinity, is, I, I would say, is um, where you harm, oppress, prejudice, or otherwise, in um, and your excuses that you're a man. I think that's that's kind of where it would be for me, um, where it becomes harmful your behaviour, or, or and and your reason is just so oh, I'm a man. I don't know if, if anyone has any thoughts on that. Man up, yeah, that's the phrase. Man up, yeah, that's the way you go. Guys around the table. I think all the guys around the table will sort of have heard the phrase at least at one point in their lives. Man up. man up or be a man, grow up. 
um, especially when you show any sort of emotional vulnerability. And I think, I mean, I, of course, speak from, I mean, I'm from an immigrant household, so my culture is sort of very different. Um, but even there, it is, it's a, it's a very much of like a matter of fact that, yeah. you know, males don't show emotion. You, you take responsibility for your actions. You know, you're supposed to be the logical one, the calm one. You, emotions shouldn't really play a role in your life. Yeah, exactly. And I just find it interesting because to be honest, I'm a very emotional person. I'm, I'm, I'm very opposite of a logical person. And I sometimes, yeah, I cry a lot, obviously get angry a lot sometimes. But it's really hard to just change your characteristics and just not be you and just stop being logical. And I think growing up, you know, you're a, bit, you're a kid and your dad says you can't cry. So the more you, and it, you, you cry because you can't hold feeling anymore. But then you just are reminded of how much of a failure of a man you are by him just saying it again. So it's just this entire cycle of every time you do show emotion, you beat yourself up. And then because you beat yourself up, you're more emotional. It just gets into this cycle of where you just all you can think the, the idea of being manly for a bit of time is just like i don't want to be anything like that right yeah and as you grow i think as you grow older what happens is that those lessons that were i mean lessons in like air quotes those lessons that your dad taught you start to manifest when you start having like a more of a leadership role mm. you start because that's the only thing you know there's the only way you know how to verbalize masculinity that so when you talk about it you start using these same phrases therefore like you don't take a critical look. We as side don't take a critical look at those. That happens sort of like sort of marinating. You just say the same things decade after decade. I mean, you guys, what do you guys think? I feel like mad toxic masculinity is talking about weakness in men. Like you don't want to feel weak. You don't want to look bad. You don't want to feel emotions. You're weak as a person. Yeah, just criticizing on your problems and just yeah, people again. Because as like a wider society in like a, obviously your dad tell you, you got to look, I had my, I, have, I never saw my dad as an emotional person, never in front of me. So that's how you tend to learn it. I don't use emotions in school. I keep those to my own. I don't, I try not to show because I don't want to look weak as a person. And that what was come after me. So they could see, oh, look at him. He's weak. I can take advantage of that. From from that, are you are you guys saying that the pressure is coming from mainly other males or males in your life? This pressure to behave or act in a certain way, or is it come from society in general? Um, yes, yeah, kind of like it's like I think personally, what really affects the young males is uh, is the the environment of the social media, how it's formed, because like how most of the social media views when just boys, I'm not sure, just being emotional. It's just every comment you see, just criticize, just keep criticizing. Why can't you just man up? Like, what beliefs then? But in reality, like, people go through their difficult times and they can also have a breakdown. Any any people, depends on what gender, they can break, uh, break down. And yeah, and just time to just take rates, like rest and relax. But I don't know the social system of why they should criticize on from being emotional. You can be logical afterwards, but that doesn't mean you should be logical every day. And just a very, and this can go on for, what I'm going to say now can go on for hours, but I just want to sort of introduce the fact that um, 
friendships in like male friendships are very much of a they're not very sort of fulfilling ones in the sense that if you start opening up they, i mean i'm talking about the more classical one start opening up that it's almost like hey man like just you know keep that to yourself and i've seen many i've seen very personally as soon as someone opens up the other person just doesn't know how to react because you have to remember they haven't been taught how to like emotionally uh support someone else so they just go hey man I, and then what that happens is that that person who just sort of open up there feels like they have to sort of take everything back or the next best thing is never open up about it again yeah. so that keeps it like the male friendships is like i mean there's the there's a joke in my social media like you can know your best friend for 10 years and you just don't know their birthday i mean that it's like a throwaway comment but it just shows how actually how like fulfilling these relationships are they're just not the ones that can really comfort someone and they're not open like, friends aren't really open for you to go and say i have a problem can you help me it's more like let's just have fun right that's what most of i mean at least our age that's what most of like masculine relationships are but yeah if i were to continue on panisa's point so i used to be in a friend friendship circle was they're really toxic as in terms of like they did not they did not what to do if someone is like very emotional the unstable stage and if they want for a support they wouldn't because they didn't know how to do it also plus they were like every teenage boys very i guess sometimes criticizing and always talking on their back sometimes and i guess what comes really shocking to me was how yeah our motorbike just passed <laughs> what came shocking to me was that how boys were really unaware of how to deal with kind of so, like social situations and just support each other. Like what Anissa said, like my friends, we always just hang out, but we don't do any like a talk ourselves and just ask about how are you doing and just are you just everything okay? We never ask that kind of question. Like just playing wise, that's it. But, but how many you guys got males in your life? Good, good, you can answer this one actually. So directly, but have you guys got males in your life when you're working? Uh, that you can speak to because it sounds like a bit of a lonely existence being a young man at the moment where you can't open up to anyone and you know I mean, your feelings are are i mean yeah come to you said you know i'm here you can speak to me um no but on it genuinely do is that how you feel do you feel like you're a bit out out on the boat on the ocean on your own i mean i never really have those kind of talks in my bed but i feel like some of them i definitely could and i've still seen the other friend afterwards is there any other males, Gabriel? Like, do they, uh, uncle, dads? I've got anyone. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, my father was um, always being helpful and supportive. Maybe he was a very masculine figure to me in family because he was self-raised and all stand-up by learn, like, like all, all everything and the, the Asian tradition of self-successing and he was just a public figure of that. But... To me, he gave me a lot of lessons. You don't need to be, you don't need to be like pressured by any thing stuff. And you can just, and I think what made me like strong was that he gave me a lot of advice. I think dads are one of them. I can, he can ask for advice at any time. If, if they're there. Hey, look, but yeah, you know what I mean? I'm just talking from my own experience. You know? but, um, but yeah, no, you are. Oh, bless you if you have a male in your life that you can speak to, like you're saying, if you're, mm. you're young and, and, and you've got these kind of relationships where it is kind of self-assembled, where it's nice that you can have someone. Karen, do you have anything 
Well, my dad passed in 2021 due to COVID in January. So I lost my father in way and it was like, well, I guess I have no need to navigate how to be a male, what I need to do. I just had to try and find out from my mother, my sister, on how to navigate that using maybe books or television to see what how I need to be. Sorry to hear. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We've had a great discussion and we hope you've learned something as well. We would like to thank our guests for taking their time to be here and for sharing their insights and experiences with us.